Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here again with Jeffrey Gonzalez of Pay Entry, our payroll guru. Thank you for joining me again. Well, thank you for having me, Lindsay. So you actually came up with this topic. I, I did. I did. And this is a topic that I am very passionate about. So I'm pretty excited to talk about it. So it kind of was a uh, diversion a little bit, but sort of related to what we talked about last time, which all came up when I started ranting about what had just happened to me about people breaking commitments. Yeah. And it sort of morphed into this conversation about emotional intelligence. Yeah. Which, as we're talking about it, I then learned you created an entire curriculum. I did. To yeah. teach this to people. I did. I did. Of course you did, Jeffrey. <laughs> of course you did. So, talk about that. What did you do? Well, so, um, at, w- at one of my positions, I-, I worked for a nationwide payroll company, like mm-hmm. we've talked about before, um, and... And when I in my leadership role, um, there was obviously always a need to train people up so that they can be the next leader. Right. Any good leader should be trying to find the replacement. Absolutely. Um, And so I realized very quickly that that was my favorite part of my job by far was helping mentor people specifically in in leadership development. Um, And uh, and so. When so I made this this program, me and my manager at the time, we made this program and it it, it ended up getting used and and uh, it turned into a really, really good thing for for the company. Um, But most of uh, so the bulk of of the class that we designed focused on EQ in one way or another. So it was a six week course and two of those weeks were about EQ. Question. Emotional intelligence. Yes. It never made sense to me why it's called EQ. So it's EQ, emotional intelligence, versus IQ. So, but it's, it should be EI. EI. So people do call it EI. I like EQ and IQ. I think that's just personal I, preference. But wherever you look, you'll see references to EQ and EI. Well, I hear it called yeah. EQ a lot, but yeah. I never understood why. It's emotional intelligence versus... IQ, okay, which is you know being okay. book smart. I guess. I so, see. and you've heard people talk about that. EQ has many different names. You've heard probably people calling it street smarts or um, people soft who skills. Yeah, huh? Is it soft skills? Is it's that a, soft skills. Okay. That's what it is. So emotional intelligence. Um, the the way I describe it, and this is definitely not the official way, but I say emotional intelligence is the way that. It is is you understanding that the way your thoughts and feelings impact the way you act, which therefore impacts other people's thoughts and feelings, which therefore impacts the way they act. And it's just this long revolving process. Um, and it all starts with you. Okay. And how you act. All right. Yeah. I can buy that. Yeah. Okay. So in this curriculum that you built... Mm-hmm. What was the primary objective to get people to understand how other people work or how they themselves work or both? EQ is all about how you work and how you handle things. Now, it is important to understand how to respond to other people, but that starts with with working on yourself and and getting your own level of of emotional intelligence raised. Is that something that people can actually learn or oh, is absolutely. Some, is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think How much that it's that? all learned. Really? It's all learned. And and so, you know, there are the and that so there is an argument out there like some people may be better at picking it up naturally than just say, because they notice things or they're good at seeing cues. Well, but even personality could play into even this. Even personality. Right? It, well, it does. I mean, that's what a lot of people would call personality, right? So what what makes good emotional intelligence? Hmm. I mean, so what does it mean to you? Um, I'm trying to think, what does it mean to me? I would say somebody that picks up social cues, right? Mm-hmm. So they can see and read when somebody is bored, happy, sad, right? They're mm-hmm. reading the room, yep. reading the emotions, picking up cues, um, understanding different personality types, mm-hmm. you know, and how different 
things are not going to jive in different situations, right? Yeah. Understanding when things are kosher and when they're not, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. I guess that's how I see it. But that's not stuff you're born with. Those things you just mentioned. I think some of it is, though. I think some I people be are wrong. better at it. But, but anybody can learn how to read social cues, right? Like if somebody's yawning... You might pick, not pick up that that person might be bored. But if somebody brings that to your attention, you might start thinking about that every time. Oh, I'm obviously losing this person. So it definitely can be so, taught. In our last episode, we had talked about getting stuck in a meeting, mm-hmm. right? Where the person's droning on and you can't find any inlet to, yeah. to interject and say, I need to go, right? Yeah. You're stuck. Yeah. Okay. So to me, that would be a lack of emotional intelligence. But. Probably most people lacking emotional intelligence that are in that conversation with me would never be able to pick up that I'm bored because, because I'm you not, have high emotional because intelligence. I can act like I am fascinated. But I think that when, <laughs> at the point in which they are droning on and making you cry from boredom. <laughs> So some of it is not based on, hey, when this person yawns. Yeah, they're past the point of... At the, when, when, when they're talking to someone with emotional intelligence, yeah. they have to know themselves. Exactly. Yes. So they're way past yeah. the point of low emotional intelligence by droning on. Somebody with high emotional intelligence, which you are, which is why you're stuck listening... <laughs> somebody high, somebody with high EQ would sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. And it's a give and take. Let me tell you a little bit about me. You tell you a little about you. That's a conversation. And that is emotional intelligence and can absolutely be taught. I think if you even took it to a more advanced level, it even goes beyond that in finding a way to have chemistry. Mm, yeah. Yes. And people with high emotional intelligence can find a way to have chemistry with almost anybody. And mm-hmm. that's the point, is that you can relate with, with anybody. Because people, I mean, when it comes down to it, we're all the same. Like, we all have different experiences, and we all experience things emotionally differently than each other. But we all have the same wants, needs, and desires. At least in its core. Everybody wants to be heard. Okay. Everybody wants somebody to listen to them. Okay. I've yet to find somebody who doesn't. Touche. Right? Our favorite topic is ourselves. It, it, exactly. And yeah. somebody with high intelligence, I mean, that that's what I do. Right? Like, that's literally what I do, is tell me about yourself. Like, I honestly want to know about you. And so, that I think that makes a big difference. I hate that question. Why? I'm, see, now I'm going to school you a little bit. Okay. So that, some, that question can make a lot of people uncomfortable. Tell me about yourself. Yes. Okay. For real. Because yeah. now all of a sudden you feel like there's a spotlight and you're kind of like got that moment of anxiety, right? Like, oh, what, what do I come up with? What do I say, right? Yeah. It's a terrible approach. Not everybody feels that. Not everyone feels that, but that is, in my opinion... Not a good approach. But somebody with high emotional intelligence derive, will see that. Derive the information yeah, naturally. Exactly. Don't put someone on the spot by saying, tell me about yourself. And, and if you that. see somebody struggling, <laughs> jump in. Like, oh, I mean, tell me, tell me, like, tell me about your job history. Like, wh- what have you been doing? How did you get to where you are today? Or just whatever. Like, you, you can, you can drive. I you like, definitely should just I leave like it open. I like the covert approach. Which right? is what? Over the natural course of conversation, mm. things come out yeah right yeah. as you're telling stories going back and forth not direct questions it like needs that. to be back and forth though oh i agree yeah. i agree completely yeah do i do i do that yeah okay yeah okay. no but we're talking about with somebody with low yeah. emotional intelligence just droning on oh i agree right? yeah, I, in that no, meeting definitely not yeah. good yeah but i'm talking about approaches and finding out about people and getting them to talk about themselves without actually asking tell me about yourself which is an art have you always yes. been good at that I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you have been know. as long as I've known you, but I think that can, I, I mean, I know that can be taught. Absolutely. So yes, that's, yeah. so that it, to it, me is next level. Whenever you can do thing, when you can find the chemistry in a flow in a conversation, cause conversation is an art. It is. When you can find that flow and it's not direct like interrogation. So yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Because we've all been in those meetings before. Yes. Um, in fact, we talked about a situation that I was in where I had a meeting that was that I thought was quite aggressive. Remember, I told you about that. 
Do you I'm remember? To remember. So I had a I had a meeting with somebody who also does sells something to other businesses, so business to business okay. sales. Um, and we had a meeting to get to know each other and see if there was an opportunity for partnership between both of us. Okay. And the conversation went very much like what you're talking about. I sat down, he introduced himself, I introduced myself, and right around right away, I was on interrogation mode. <laughs> I was being interrogated. Um, and it was very much like exactly what you're saying. Well, what do you do? And how do you do it and and where did you get there and and it was just so very very aggressive the whole way it played out that I told you I almost ended the meeting oh, I almost yes. said I'm I done do with this meeting this now. yeah whenever you said that I was like wow it takes a lot to it get does. you upset it does I was I was not happy I was not having it and I had a very poor conversation with this person and not that anything that they were saying was wrong it was just, I knew that at that moment, if I ever gave this person a referral, that my clients yes. would experience have exactly. the same experience. And I did not want them to go through that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I knew right then that I was never going to refer this person. Exactly. Yeah. Ready? It reminds me of something that happened to me yesterday actually what happened so i went to get my thyroid checked okay um from this place that specializes in thyroids i don't know if you've ever noticed but the side of my thyroid it protrudes oh i haven't noticed now you're never gonna not notice right i always see it in the video i'm like oh there's my thyroid because it like bulges out on this side but anyway so i've had this issue for years okay and taking different approaches. Traditional doctor just wants to take it out oh, and really? put okay. me on medicine the rest of my life. I don't want to do that. So I'm trying to try some other approaches to, to fixing this issue. Good. Anyway, so I'm at this place, first time being there. They only do thyroids. And this lady starts interrogating me about my level of seriousness with dealing with this. Okay. Like, she wanted to know that this was, like, my top priority was fixing my thyroid. Okay. And they had asked a question on the paperwork, on the questionnaire, about... I I can't remember how it was worded, but something about, like, how worried are you? You know, something along those lines about this issue. Okay, yeah. And I had circled six. Out of ten. You know, I want to get... Yes, out of ten. I, I want to get it fixed, but I've I've had this issue for many years now. It's not debilitating. Like, it does not stop me from going about my day. Yeah. You know, I get it probably contributes to my weight gain and tiredness and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not life-altering for me day to day. You can still so keep going. I can still keep going. Yeah. So I said six. And... She seemed to be insulted that I would even waste her time by circling only a six. It was almost like, why are you even here? Really? So she's she's like, you know, I just want to make sure that this is going to be a good fit and that you're actually taking this seriously and that you're going to do what it takes. And I was like, okay. I said, I'm, I'm. It's not that I'm unwilling to do what it takes. It's just I'm. There's certain things I'm not willing to do. Like I'm not going to go do surgery and mm-hmm. get on pharmaceuticals the rest of my life. I'm not doing that. So yeah. it just like we're talking intangibles at this point. I don't know what it is you want me to do. So I can't say for certain that yes, I'm willing that to I can do, do it. it exactly. So it's not that I'm unwilling. I just don't know what you want me to do yet. And so I'm speaking in those terms. It's just like, okay. So she tries a different approach. It's like, tell me where you want to be in the next five years. Okay. Like, okay. And like, well, I've been, I'm changing my diet. I've been doing keto this year since this summer. Um, you know, I've been working out. Jeffrey, I'm going to get on a side tangent now. And you already know this, but I started Pilates. Yeah. I actually really enjoy Pilates. You were telling me. Really enjoying it. Yeah. And I was shocked because I actually said fun and exercise in the same same sentence. sentence. Yeah. And I'm still recovering from the shock. Okay. Really enjoying it. So a couple of days ago, I'm in a class and I'm like, shoot, this is fun. I'll take another one. (laughs) So I take two back to back. Right. And this is the beauty of Pilates. You don't even realize I mean, you realize you're working out, obviously, but it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it's not strenuous. You're not, like, sweating, right? Got it. It's low intensity, Mm -hmm. a lot of stretching, and you're on these cool, like, machines, you know? You're pulling yourself on the little pooly things. It's fun. Uh, 
Anyway, so I thought it would be a great idea to take two back to back. I can't walk now. Oh. <laughs> For two days. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. No, you've been seeing me get up like an old woman, like holding my back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's painful. It's, yeah. It's, it hurts a lot. That means it's working. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Anyway, that was my side tangent. So I'm telling this lady, you know, I'm starting to exercise now, yeah. you know, trying to make that a regular part of my daily life and, you know, get healthier. Right. So my goal would be in five years that I'm at a healthy weight. I'm at a healthy fitness level. This was not good enough for her. Really? She tells me, I don't hear anything about your thyroid. for your thyroid like I plan on having it <laughs> anyway so anyway your description of that meeting just kind of reminded me of my experience yesterday <laughs> and, it, and it's awkward right it's it's yes and, and 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 maybe in that doctor's line of work it works because they're a doctor they're, they're not like going out and finding you you went to mm, them right uh-huh. like that's how the doctor patient relationship works Maybe not have been your favorite experience with the doctor, <laughs> but uh, but especially depending on what kind of position you're doing. But uh, but like if that's how she is with her employees, that might be a problem, that right? Could definitely. So be a doctor problem. patient relationships not the best, but you can get away with it. <laughs> but doctor employee relationship, I'd like to see how that's going. Yeah, um, I, I would not want to work for her. I'll just say this. <laughs> but this is my point. Exactly. Exactly. And so when and, and, and I think that all of that comes down to low emotional intelligence. Is that what yeah. it is? I, I honestly do. And and there's a lot of things that I believe are emotional intelligence that don't necessarily fit the mold. Um, but, you know, I think keeping your commitments is is a sign of emotional intelligence. Um, even though yes. you're not there communicating in person, you are communicating. Yes. Even when you're not communicating. Because if you don't show up to a meeting, what have yes. you communicated? Right. That I you don't are care not about valuable. you. Right. I don't care about you at right. all. I'm moving on with my life. So. Oh, I got this. Uh, You're communicating yeah. <laughs> that my time is more valuable than your time. Yep. You are not important. Um, you're not valuable. Your time's not valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all emotional intelligence. And mm-hmm. so uh, it really does impact every day. And so I know that right now we're focusing on on how emotional intelligence impacts you in the business world or as a leader, mm-hmm. uh, but it impacts you at home too. Like emotional intelligence yes. is in every relationship that you have. And I'm sure that you probably have a great story of <laughs> oh, something. I love how you're leading me I, into I'm this leading one. you in. <laughs> I'm pushing you over. I'm sure you have a great story about low emotional intelligence. <laughs> so me and Jeffrey met I don't know, a few days ago, I mm-hmm. guess. And um, I told him that one of my pet peeves, and which turned into a rant, which then turned into an episode about emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how you and I are yin and yang, because you're just so like easygoing. Things don't really bother you for the most part. And I'm the one that, like, I got a pet peeve and then I got a rant about it and then I got to make a podcast episode about it. Like, I don't let it go. Yeah, it sticks. <laughs> it sticks for a minute. It sticks for a minute. So the story that Jeffrey is hoping I will tell. It's a great story. <laughs> one of my pet peeves. Okay. If anyone knows me at all, which Jeffrey does, I love my iced tea, which I'm holding up right now. My QT iced tea, which it, it comes with me everywhere. Um, and that's a gallon, right? This, uh, okay, a, so this sucker, if anybody's watching the video right now, I mean, how many ounces do you think this is? It's many. This is their extra large cup. I don't know how many it is, but it's, it's, a, it's lot. a lot. It's probably 64 ounces. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Isn't how to, 64 how many ounces there are in a gallon? Okay, then maybe not that many. Okay. Clearly, I'm not good at no, this. No, but it's definitely over 40. Because that's bigger than the Sonic Cups, the Route 44, which is 44 that. ounces. Okay. So, so, so it might be 60. It, it might be a gallon. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I don't, I don't know. How I don't many. know for sure. No, a ga- that's a half a gallon. So I clearly, a gallon is Jeffrey ounces, and I yeah. did not do good in science We did class. not. We did not. Anyway, um, it's a big cup, yeah. right? And I can go to QT 
and get this. I paid $1.72 for this. And this for a new cup. If you come in with a, a cup you already have and you get a refill, you get 50 cents off. So I can get however many ounces this is. Let's just say it's 60. Yeah. For $1.25 if I bring my own cup. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And anyway, so I go into, um, oh, Frida just looked it up. 52 ounces. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's many ounces of tea. 52 (laughs) ounces. 52 ounces of tea. And Jeffrey, I can go through multiple. You fill it up more than once, yeah. You know when I drive down to San Antonio and Austin, I have to plan my bathroom. I was going to say, there's got to be a lot of pit stops on the way. Because I will drink one and I got to make sure there is a bathroom readily available because there is some strips of that highway. Well, there is nothing. Well, and so, random, random, high, like random traffic for no reason. So yes. sometimes it takes a lot longer. Yes. Okay. So I have learned. I, I really got to be conscientious about yeah. this. Anyway. So I'm big on the iced tea. Mm-hmm. So Muya burger and fries. Yeah. Love them. You know this because we had to meet there one time and we I did. had to rave about. So love Muya. They have a keto burger. The best keto burger I've had anywhere, right? Lettuce wrapped, delicious, fantastic. I want to go there so often. My kids, every time I mention it, are like, again? <laughs> you know, and they like it too, but like I go overboard They're with over it. it now, They're though. like, yeah. you know, we've yeah. gone there three times today, mom. It's <laughs> like, okay, it's not quite that bad, but you know what I'm saying. I, I do, I A do. A lot. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I don't like about Muya, though. Okay, Muya's cup, their large cup. Maybe two thirds of this. Okay, but they charge three seventy nine for it. But so it's a huge markup. Huge markup. They they can go to QTs. Yes. and still make a profit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, but I pay it. I get the large. I pay the three seventy nine to get the tea, and their and their tea is decent. Yeah. All right. One of my pet peeves, and this is not just about Muya. It's about any restaurant. You get there in the evening, may or may not even be around closing time. Mm-hmm. But when that iced tea, the the big jug of iced mm-hmm. tea that they've brewed, when it gets to empty, they just go wash it and they don't brew anymore. Mm-hmm. I like my tea. Clearly. Love my tea. I am not a soda drinker. Yeah. Don't do soda. Occasionally I'll get a Diet Dr. Pepper, but just not a big soda drinker. Yeah. I want tea. So brew the tea. Very simple. Brew the tea. And how much does tea cost? Yeah, Frida, that's, I can was you just look thinking. up how much is a tea bag, a commercial tea bag? Like, how much does that cost, do you think? What are your estimated guesses here on? I mean, I can buy a whole box of tea for like, Two, I would $3? say $4, $4 or less. Like $4 for a nice tea. Okay. So for one commercial bag, because they are bigger, right? If you do a commercial jug. Well, but this $4 cup makes how many gallons? We're, I don't we're know. talking several. Probably okay. 10. Okay. So maybe two, three dollars for a commercial size bag of tea to make a four gallon container. Let's even say five dollars. Five dollars. Let's go ridiculous and say it costs five dollars for that for bag, a bag of tea. Of tea. Okay. <laughs> so how I mean, come on. The worst case scenario here is you have to throw away $5 of tea, right? Yeah. That's our worst case scenario here. Worst case scenario. So it just bugs the crap out of me, when, especially if it's not even near closing time, right? If it's like 7 in the evening and they've just decided they're not making any more tea. Yeah. I get it. It's a pain. It's, you know, wasteful. I get it. <laughs> just brew the tea. Just make me my tea. Especially if you're going to charge me $3.79. Okay. For a cup, yeah. So last week, we go to Muya, the family. I get my $3.79 tea, fill it up, and we're fine. But then, as we're eating, it goes to empty, and they decide... 95 cents, Frito says. 95 cents. I'm sticking to $5 for the point of this story, but less than a dollar is what it really is. It's insane. So basically, 95 cents plus the cost of the water, which is. Okay. Okay. That's what we are risking. So now we're up to 97 cents. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 97 cents. 
Okay, so while we're eating, the tea runs out, and they decide they're not going to make any more. So I go up there to get a refill, because mm-hmm. I'm eating a keto burger. And as we've discussed, I drink a lot. You drink a lot of tea? I go up there, and the canisters are gone. There is no tea to be found. The, okay. the containers aren't even there. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I go to the front, and I think, okay, well, sometimes they put it behind the counter. Okay, yeah. I don't know why, but sometimes they do. They do this at um, McDonald's all the time. Um, and so I asked him, I said, do you have tea behind the counter? And the lady I approached, I did not know it at the time, but she was the franchise owner. Yeah. didn't Was not aware of this up to this point. She's like, no, we're done. That's what she says to me. No, we're done. And I wasn't, I was a little taken aback. Wasn't really sure what to say to that. Like, we're done? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not done. <laughs> In fact, I probably need another one after this. Exactly. Like, I'm five from done. Like, I, and I always get one on my way out the door. So we're talking at least two more because I'm still eating right now. So at least two more, we're not done. Yeah. <laughs> like, not yeah. even close. Yeah, exactly. And I I was so taken aback, I didn't really say anything. I, like, went back over there and, and she said something about, oh, you can get a soda, though. No, I'm very well aware that I'm within my rights to go get another beverage. That's not the issue here. That's not what's happening. Um, and I kind of looked at the other options. Of course, I'm doing keto, so I can't do anything with sugar. Pretty low options. Yeah, yeah. so it's either a diet beverage, and they didn't have Diet Dr. Pepper, which is the only acceptable diet beverage, in my opinion. Agreed. So I'm like, there's nothing else. Water, basically. Yeah, water. But I paid three seventy nine. For water. For water. For water. So then I'm getting a little ticked off. Yeah. <laughs> so I go back over there. I did not raise my voice. I did not cuss. I very calmly said, when, when, no, what did I say? I said, I paid $3.79 for this, and it would be nice if you could continue to brew the tea, considering the cost of what this drink is. And she got a little, like, indignant about it. (laughs) She's like, well, I'm sorry. It was a tea day. A lot of people drank tea today. (laughs) Yeah. Which I feel like was just substantiating my point that you should should continue (laughs) to make the tea. Wait, did you finish the tea when you took your cup? What Did you, you tap out the tea? No. You didn't finish it. It wasn't me. So there was at least one other person yes, in that restaurant that was, that was also tea. drinking tea. Okay. Yes. All right. So I feel like what she was saying was just substantiating the point that you need to continue to brew the tea. Yeah. And it's like seven in the evening or eight maybe. And I don't think they close until nine or ten. Yes. So they have at least an hour before yeah. closing, right? Yeah. And again, 95 cents plus the cost of water. Okay, that's what we're we're at risk of doing here, right? Yes. But I'm doing all of this on the topic of emotional intelligence because even if you're not going to freaking pay the 95 cents plus the cost of tea, could you maybe try a nicer approach with a customer that comes into your restaurant, by the way, all the freaking time and paid $3.79 for this? Yeah, yeah. And you're not going by yourself because what I want to point out is we've met there yes. at least once. Oh yeah, it might have been I'll, more I'll than once. I go there for business meetings because the my kids groan about it. Whenever Plus, I you drag there. your family. Plus, <laughs> I drag my family there. I really like their keto burgers. Okay. No, and you're right. They're they're, they're delicious. They're fantastic. They are fantastic. So, I don't say anything. And of course, at this point, I still think I'm talking to a person that's you know making yeah, twelve dollars an yeah. hour, and yeah. I'm like. Okay, I'm just going to... This person doesn't care. I'm going to withdraw. This person clearly does not care. I will later call and speak to the owner or manager. Yeah. Right? Little did I know, I was speaking <laughs> to the owner or manager. So I get in the car, and of course, Lindsay's not letting this go. Yeah, I can't yeah just, this is sticking you know, for a if minute. If this was Jeffrey, you would just go about your day. But no, I'm like irritated. Like, I paid three seventy nine for one, not even a refill, just one cup of tea. I could have gone across the street to QT and gotten it for $1.72 and gotten more, right? I mean, but you funded like three days worth of tea for them with your <laughs> yes! one cup yes! that you bought. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
Since they only make one a day. So I called the store. Yeah. And I asked for the manager. <laughs> and guess who gets on the call? The lady I just talked to. Did you recognize that immediately? No, not okay. immediately. Okay. I started my spill because she just said, you know, hello or whatever. Okay. And yeah. so I didn't know who I was talking to yet. But I started, I said, I just left your restaurant and I had some feedback to provide. As soon as I said that, she said, yes, you talk to me. <laughs> And you can tell she is irritated. That you called. That I called. And then she starts to rant. She has her own rant. Like, so now mm. we're dealing with two people that really don't let things go and like to rant. So yeah. she's going on a rant about how I'm making a big deal about tea. So she's just like, I can't believe you're making such a big deal about a cup of tea. And it's not even that you didn't get tea. You got tea. You just didn't get a refill of tea. <laughs> this is what she says to me. Yeah. And I'm not getting a word in edgewise. Like, she is on a tangent. Like, there is. So you're just listening. I'm just listening. And I'm sitting there going, is this actually happening right now? (laughs) You're lecturing me about how I'm making a big deal about tea Mm -hmm. while you're ranting about me making a big deal about tea. I was just trying to help you. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, is this just literally happening right now? Like, is this happening? Yeah. The owner. Because she told me she was the owner. Oh, yeah, you talked to me, and I'm the owner. That's what she told Got me. Got it. So that's when you found out. That's when I found out. And I'm sitting there going, the owner, the person that you would think would be the most invested in keeping customers happy, is doing this right now? Yeah. And clearly it was her decision not to make tea, because then she starts ranting about how one thing of tea makes four gallons, and that they're not going to make four gallons of tea just to throw it out. Yeah. It's like, okay, clearly I see that was your decision. Yep. Because that 95 cents of wasted tea. Is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. What they could have done was made the four gallons and sent the other three gallons home with you after you were done. I would have. You would have been the happiest person ever. I would have. And I would have gladly taken it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So here is where I think emotional intelligence would come into play here. Is that you say, okay, yes, I would have made... Maybe thrown away some tea, like made a 95 cent business expense here, Mm -hmm. thrown away some tea, Mm -hmm. probably don't like to waste food. Clearly, she's got a problem with that, right? Understood. Would have wasted this tea bag in her mind. Yeah. But I have this customer here that spends a lot of money and has already spent $3.79 for this. And that by me making this four gallons of tea, I would send away a happy customer, especially given I made it specifically and especially for her. Right. Is that emotional intelligence? That absolutely is emotional intelligence. Okay. Right. Yeah. Rather than what actually happened, which is when she finally gave me a word in edgewise, which, by the way, every time I tried to talk, she would override me and interrupt, which is another emotional intelligence. Very much so. To the point where I finally said, okay, just let me know when it's my turn to talk. <laughs> Which is my favorite comment ever. Yes. And of course, that shuts them up right away, right? Yeah, it, every time. Right? So at least for a moment. For, exactly. <laughs> so as soon as she's like, okay, fine. You know, like, what do you want to yeah. say? Say it. <laughs> so I start saying, and this is what I started to say before she continued to interrupt, was, so you would like to risk... Losing a customer. And that's as far as I got. <laughs> because immediately she starts ranting it. Well, fine. If that's how you see it, then, you know, I'm busy. I have things to do and I got to go. That's and that how was she the end things. of the conversation, right? That was yeah. the end. Yeah. I got maybe 10 words in. And mm-hmm. you know, I can talk. I can talk. Yeah. And I had a lot to say. But I got Because you're passionate about the subject. <laughs> Very, and it's sad, Jeffrey, honestly, this is sad, but maybe 10 words I got in. I was like, wow. And literally all I said was, so you're willing to risk losing a customer. And I wasn't even saying I was leaving. Yes, you didn't. I said, you're willing to risk losing a customer to which she just pretty much agreed with and solidified it and hung up the phone. And that was that. So then... Because Lindsay still can't let it go. <laughs> Lindsay writes a review on Google, copy pastes it and writes it on their corporate website about my experience, mm-hmm. which basically the tea became a much more minute issue 
than the attitude. Yeah, which is which a big is difference. where the EQ or EI comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. Because in the moment of that pet peeve, that was a moment she could have shined. That's a moment when that restaurant could have shined. It really is. And, and I think that that's exactly the difference between EQ and IQ. So this is a great example, though. Okay. Because IQ says, you know, whatever calculations, if she did the same calculations that we did here about how much it costs. But mm-hmm. either way, IQ said it doesn't make sense to brew four gallons of tea, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you could do less. But to brew four gallons of tea, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to do that for this person to take one or two more cups and then I have to waste the rest of it. That's IQ that's talking. That's IQ. EQ should have jumped in and said, oh, this is 95 cents. Right. I see her, I see Lindsay here all, I'm surprised you aren't on a first name basis, (laughs) but I see Lindsay here all the time, even if she didn't, even if that was your only time going there. exactly. It doesn't matter because that emotional intelligence should have kicked in and said, you know, I need to take care of this person. If I go, if I make this tea for this person, they are always going to love us. Yes. Even though you already did. Yes. Um, but they're going to love you even more. And so that's the difference. And I know, I, re- I, I recognized in your story that you were especially surprised when you found out it was the owner. Yes. Because if it was just an employee, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Like, they're not invested. Yes. Or maybe they just don't have that training. Or, you know, they're just right. not there yet in their life. Right. But this is an owner. Right. And usually, people that own things or, or are successful... And we're going to go into that here in a second. But usually people that are successful have a decent amount of emotional intelligence. Well, and this is the thing is that an owner, I would think, Mm -hmm. would understand the cost of customer acquisition. Mm -hmm. Right? How much do you have to pay in Facebook ads? How much do you have to pay in those mailers that you send to people's mailboxes? And coupons. How much are you paying for radio ads? So I would think a franchise owner would understand it is very costly to get me a person in the door. So one once I have someone in the door, I need it. to keep them in the door. Yeah. She did not see that. That's all emotional intelligence, right? And so it is, so IQ might get there eventually, right? Where they where they think that through. Maybe. Um, but emotional intelligence really is like the, the difference between that interaction that you actually had, mm-hmm. whereas opposed to somebody with a high amount of emotional intelligence, you would have probably told me that same story, but in the opposite direction. Of so let's they made me a whole yes, thing of tea. Yes, they were only going to be open yes. for an hour, maybe two hours right. more. Let's just play this like it happened the way I think it should have happened. Yeah, I approach and oh, honey, I am so sorry. You know what? I'm going to make you some right now. Do you want sweet or unsweet? I'm going to get that for you right now. That's how that interaction should have gone. Yeah, and you know, you sit down. I'll bring it to you as soon as it's done. I I am so sorry. I didn't realize anyone in the restaurant was drinking tea. Yeah. Let me take care of this. Or So it, then that that review uh-huh. on Google yeah. would have looked much differently. Which, by the way, I had already given them a five-star review. Yeah, I, I had to change it from five-star to one-star and put my rant in there. Right? So that review would have looked much differently. Yeah. And instead, it turned into, I'm never coming to this location again. I cannot write off Muya. I'm sorry. No. I just love it. No. But I will drive an extra 20 minutes we'll just have to, to go, to go support yeah. another franchise owner. In fact, my kids were asking me the other day, why are we driving so far to Muya? Wait, because have you gone I already? Never, yes. <laughs> honey, I can't tell you how many times I go to this place. So, yes, we just went there a couple of days ago and we drove further yeah. to one 20 minutes away. Yeah. And they're asking me, why are we driving to the far one? Because I'm never going back to that one ever again. Yeah. And you know me, Jeffrey. Yeah. I will hold that grudge. You will. I you still will. will not shop at Dillard's, and I can't even remember why. <laughs> Which I, find I just hilarious. know 30 years ago, I had an issue. I committed to never, ever, ever go, going there again. I can't even remember what the issue was, but I have not shopped there. I'm never getting on your bad <laughs> See, this goes into commitments too. We talked about that in our last episode. Which again, and we and we addressed that already because that is a part of emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. keeping your intelligence. So, I mean, that is, that's a really good example of a business owner showing low emotional intelligence, and look at the results. Whereas yes. showing high emotional intelligence, what results could you get from that? So, mm-hmm. it's super important as a business owner. It's super important as as somebody. I mean, but like you said, like even in that situation with the doctor. 
that doctor did not, obviously didn't need to have high emotional intelligence. You still use the doctor. You're probably still going to go back because they're probably good at what they do. So you'll deal with that. Um, however, that, that, that whole interaction that you had with your doctor could have been so much better, right? Because you're going to be hesitant about telling other people to go to this doctor. Uh, yeah. Because, like, they're really good, but... Well, it'll at least come with Don't a long... six. <laughs> you better write in 11 and circle it and then highlight it. Um, yes. But that's what I'm talking about, right? Um, and so being being a business owner is it, super important to to just remain and just to remain emotionally intelligent because not only does it keep the business that you have, it helps you grow, um, and then it keeps your current client base happier. Yes. Like in those three examples that we've just gone through, I mean, those are all examples of emotional intelligence. They were all different. Mm-hmm. They were all in different situations, but it it was the same for all of them. So, yeah. Okay, give me the stats, because you've had these written out. He literally writ- wrote all of these out, <laughs> these statistics. Well, because if we're talking, if we're switching it over, um, and I guess this applies because I wanted to talk about even as an employee. Um, so, emotional intelligence, 87% of employees are motivated by their employer's emotional intelligence to help the company succeed. Hmm. So, they found Wait, that if... So, it's if, specifically about... The company succeeding? Yes, because their their leader has a high level of emotional intelligence. So that lady that's telling me about the iced tea. Probably has an employment problem. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I'm serious, right? Okay. Like, if we were to dig into that, yeah. probably does. Um, and, and not only that, oh, I mean, but... Oh. I just thought of another example. D- tell me. And specifically related to this statistic. Yeah. Okay, so another restaurant I'm crazy about. I'm a little, yeah, a little bit of a foodie here. Yeah, um, Kava. Have you been there? Yes. So yeah. that's good. That's like Zoe's, right? It's Mediterranean They're switching food. For, it's owned but by it's the same like, company. It's like a mix of Zoe's and Chipotle. Yeah, right? exactly. So you tell them what to put on your mm-hmm. salad or whatever. It's delicious. You're, it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Great Greek salad, and their military discounts like fifty percent. It's crazy. I didn't know that. So my husband, he's got his military ID. Yeah. So we can eat like our whole family, super cheap, like 30 bucks for all of us. I love it's that. great. Yeah. Anyway, so we're there the other day, though, and they're slammed, super busy, like lying all the way to the door. And you can tell like the employees, they're a little, they're a little stressed. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. trying to make everybody happy. And the manager is making chicken because they ran out of chicken. And you can tell he's a little stressed. Yeah. Because everyone that wants chicken, they're being told, we don't have chicken right now. Of course, chicken takes a while to cook, right? So a lot of people are just waiting for the chicken to get made. And it's just kind of like congregating people, right? So it's kind of a stressful situation. Well, we're like trying to find people on the line that don't want chicken to go ahead. And so I was standing there and a couple other people are standing there waiting for the chicken. And the manager that's making the chicken calls over and he's like, just in this kind of just irate tone of voice. And I don't know that he intended it to come across that way, but it came across very irate. Like he was mad. He's like, your safety is my type priority. I cannot um, have this chicken out sooner than what, you know, I forget how he worded it exactly, but I cannot put this chicken out sooner than what it takes to actually cook it. So everyone's safe, you know, but he's saying it in a tone of voice. Where you felt unsafe. It was scary. (laughs) I'm like, Looking at him, going, uh, okay. (laughs) And I kind of just made this, like, grimace face, like, whoa. And I made a noise like that, right? (laughs) And a couple of the employees that were standing at the line making food, they're, like, starting to apologize for him. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, sorry, um, you know, he's just, you know, they're, like, trying to, like, smooth it over. And I could tell they were super uncomfortable by the whole situation. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a direct correlation to what you're saying here about employees being more motivated 
by leaders absolutely who want the company success absolutely yeah it's a whole it's a whole i mean everything's connected we could dive in and talk about this for hours because i would love to but uh you're right i mean it all layers on each other emotional intelligence is the start um which which keeps them engaged um you know you're giving them the uh the freedom and the ability to to go out there and, and to make you know do something and yeah. improve their their own work benefit you know and and people support what they help to create yeah. And somebody with high emotional intelligence knows that because we've all worked for a manager yes. that like sit down. Here's your marching orders. I want you to do this. Don't ask any questions. Go. As opposed to a manager who says, here's my plan. Here's what I want to get done. Um, what do you guys think we can do? Like, here's the goal. Let's all go do that. That's good. And they jump on. And that's all emotional intelligence. Inspiring people. Inspiring people. And it's really hard to be inspired and motivated when you feel like the product you're supporting or the service you're supporting Mm -hmm. really isn't helpful or good for people. Yeah. Like if you've lost confidence in it, it's really hard to stay motivated in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of companies are putting a lot of uh, attention on uh, emotional intelligence. So you're 75% more likely to be promoted if you have high emotional intelligence. Really? 75% more likely. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Because that kind of feeds into your employer liking you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to promote someone they don't really like. Right? That's true. Well, and they don't see you as a leader. Um, in, in fact, tw- people with high IQ tend to make $29,000 more annually than the same wow. same person, same position in, with lower IQ, or EQ, I mean, emotional intelligence. This probably goes a lot into people wondering, why did I get passed up for that promotion? Why did oh, this person, absolutely. Why did this person with less experience or less mm-hmm. seniority, it's probably emotional intelligence. And somebody with high emotional intelligence that doesn't get the job? will stop and look within mm-hmm. and say, oh, what can I have done differently? Whereas somebody, and we all know these people, when something that doesn't go their way, it's never their fault. Oh, yes. They didn't do it. They're against me. My boss hates me or whatever. It's never right. their fault. And I think that is a huge part of emotional intelligence because people that have a high EQ will say, what can I do to be better? Or they'll have that conversation. Or own like, it. What didn't Just work? Just own it. What did, yeah, like what can I grow? Like help me. Go get a mentor. There's so many things you can do. It's literally has a dollar amount. So as an employer, I know for me, my anxiety level goes down when I see that an employee recognizes the problem and owns the problem. Oh, yeah. That's huge. That's when they're denying it or blaming it or, you know, deflecting it. That just causes anxiety in me because I'm like, dude, you're not fooling everyone, anyone. We know where the problem is here. Yeah. And it worries me that you don't see the problem. But even if it's not their fault, like somebody, I mean, how many times have you taken responsibility that you could not control, but you just had to take responsibility and fix it? Like that happens all the time. People with high emotional intelligence, they're, they're just going to get it done. And that and that's that's that. They're not going to make excuses, and they're just gonna they're gonna get the job done, whatever it takes, and and um, and use their emotional intelligence to to help with that process, right? So you can help other people get involved. A good leader can help delegate. They can help get say, other people into that. Don't turn this into a situation where the person with emotional intelligence is doing all the work. No, that's not at all what it should be. Boundaries are also important. Yeah, no, that's not at all what it should be because that also, if you're the one that's sitting there working hard all the time, if you're a manager, right, if you're a leader, and you're the one that's always doing everything, you might need to read a little bit about emotional intelligence because why aren't you able to motivate your employees to help take some of that load off of you? That's good. I need to study that myself, actually. That would be good. <laughs> there, there's a great book. It's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this not. before. No. Um, it's a little pricey. I think it's like 30 some dollars because Dang. it comes with a test. So you go in and you take the test About first. how much emotional intelligence? And it, it scores you just like an IQ test. Interesting. Yeah, EQ has a scoring but system. Wait, if you don't have emotional intelligence, can you really accurately score yes. yourself? Uh, no, no, no. You just answer the questions. And it scores you. But the do you accurately you. see yourself? 
Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's really mostly like situational. Like in this situation, what would, what you, would do? you do here? Or uh, it's not even just that. A lot of it is just like general stuff to see how you look at the world. Like emotional intelligence impacts but the way you, you see things. But if you have high IQ, do you not know what they're looking for? Absolutely not. No? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just like somebody with high emotional intelligence but low IQ might not recognize that either. Hmm. Right? How many people do you know that are not very smart and don't know it? <laughs> the same goes with emotional intelligence, right? There's people oh. that are very low on the emotional intelligence score scale but don't know yes, it. Yes. Yeah. I had that situation come. In fact, I think it was a meeting right before yours again. <laughs> you and I meet a lot, apparently. Yeah. I think I already told you about this, where the guy is sitting there on a tangent, like, mm. he is... From the moment he sat down to this meeting until he left, he's droning on, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this, while I'm sitting there thinking, I'm never going to get a word in edgewise. And by the way, when can I get out of here? That's what's going through my head. In the middle of this, he starts talking about emotional intelligence mm. and how he's trying to lead his team and show them how you know they need to have emotional intelligence to sell. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is the most ironic thing I have ever sat through. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. He had no idea, no. did he? He probably thought that he had good emotional intelligence. Clearly. And, and 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 by the way, that book that I mentioned, like, does not does not hold any like anything back. It tells you exactly how you're doing because emotional intelligence in this book they break it down into four sections, um, and and it helps you identify what you need to work on and will give you stuff to work on. It, it makes a big difference, and I like like I said, twenty nine thousand dollars more per year in earnings. Wow. Like it's worth the investment yeah. to improve your emotional intelligence and not just at work or not just if you own a business, but even in your personal life. Well, in the case of that Mulya owner, mm-hmm. I mean, $29,000 is probably what I spend there. No kidding. <laughs> I, I am not shocked at all. Honestly. No. Totally, totally kidding. <laughs> not quite that bad, Jeffrey. That would be bad. <laughs> Not that much of an addict. Getting there, though. Getting there. You wake your way up. Now that it's further. That's not something that I want to work towards is to eat more burgers. Trying to work my way away from that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, and now that you have to drive further, that will help. That will help. It's going to come into consideration. Yes. It probably will cause me to go, maybe I'll just go somewhere else. You know, I love Muya, but is it worth a 25-minute drive? Yeah. Uh, It's okay. I'll bring it. Next time we have a meeting, I will bring okay, you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. How can people reach you if they need payroll services or advice about emotional Call me about emotional intelligence. I would love to talk about it. Uh, my cell phone number is 214-551-4650. Don't spam me. Uh, <laughs> and my, I'm waiting for someone to do it. Somebody's going to do it. And my email address, address is jgonzalez at payentry.com. Do me a favor. If you spam Jeffrey... Put my name on it so he knows that so it's So I know where he came from, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Lindsay Klein with Sucline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. You can reach us at info at Sucline.com or our website is Sucline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next time, have a great week. By the Books is presented by Sucline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sucline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Sucline.com or email info at sucline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sucline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.